this is Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And on today's episode, we are going to be reviewing Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Ah, shit. I told this all wrong. Quick history lesson. On today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. It's so crazy that they changed the name while it was still in theaters. Wasn't It didn't make that much money last weekend. I want. I mean, we know why it didn't make that much money, but like, it just seems so insecure of of the the people who made it to change the name like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess Harley Quinn was technically in the title, but I, I think to the layperson, if they just see like Birds of Prey in the movie theater, like they're they don't know what that is, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. How much did it make in theaters in its opening weekend? Did not make that much money. I gotta see. I know. I think like Thursday made like twelve million, which like for a big budget comic book movie is not that much. Man, I, I could really use that cash. That cash could get, really get me out of a couple of jams. But um, it's opening weekend. It made thirty three point two million. That's... Which they're saying it's the worst DC comic opening since Jonah Hex in two thousand ten, which is really bad. Jeez. <laughs> It's really bad. No, it's, no, it's really bad. I don't even remember that movie at all. I know. Didn't make that much money. Yeah. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw this, but we did. We did see it, yeah. Have you seen anything else since then? Uh, what did, This week, I watched two movies this week. I watched Crawl, which was okay. I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't like over the moon about it. It was about uh, Gators. Attacking a family during a hurricane. Oh, jeez. It sounds low budget already. It was. I mean, I I don't know. It was okay. I wasn't wild about it. And then I watched Honey Boy earlier this week, which I, I heard, liked a lot. I heard that was really good. Yeah. No, I, I liked it a lot. Shia LaBeouf wrote it. He was in it. It was kind of like a semi-autobiographical movie. He plays his father, right? He does. That's, yeah. That's kind of weird. He He was really good in it, though. I would recommend it. It was good. It was, Aren't they um, like on the set of Even Stevens while they were filming that movie? Somewhat, yeah. I mean, they they show him as like a a star in a movie. I feel kind of bad liking Even Stevens now, but yeah, it was good. I, I liked. I would recommend it a lot. Yeah, one of my favorites of last year. It's actually one of the articles that that John wrote for us on our website, postgraderbrews.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. You sure everyone should go out and check it out. He. Uh, yeah. He's a great writer. He does some great things. He yeah. He's really good at writing. Mm-hmm. There's like a marriage story review up there. He does a lot of like comic book stuff. Like the dream casting for the Fantastic Four. That was a great article. Oh, yeah. So John sees the movies that we don't see. Yeah. So. And like, and I think I'm going to start contributing to things that mm-hmm. like that I don't have. We don't think we should add to the for airtime. But yeah. we yeah. also wanted to do like this past week. I just finished up that series on netflix you mm-hmm. and it was really really good i was surprised by it a lot would you recommend that show to me yeah i would i, might I gotta watch I, it i know you're skeptical about it yeah. you know you keep saying that it, it seems like it's like a cw show but like dude it's really not like it's mm-hmm. it's really good it, it gets you hooked on instantly yeah i might have to watch it okay yeah it's really good i really recommend it all right um so with that said do we want to kind of jump into our review of this movie? Yeah, but before we get into Birds of Prey or whatever title it is at this moment, um, <laughs> I think the title just changed. It just two did. Ago. <laughs> nah, shit. We do have a beer for tonight. Yes. This is Post Credit Brews, and we are drinking the Transmission India Pale Ale from Round Guys Brewing Company out of uh, Lansdale. Funny story about, about this. I found this in my crisper drawer because uh, our friend Mike has resurfaced from two episodes ago. We found him. We found him last Friday. Yeah. Yeah, he came to came to my place before we went out to the bar, and he brought over some of these uh, transmissions, but he left two behind. It was like he was like self-promoting for this place, trying to get this beer on the map, at least for this. Maybe. But, you know, I saw it. It was an opportunity, and I took advantage of it. So now we're trying the transmission Indian Pale Ale here on Post Credit Brews. That was very sneaky of you. Yeah, with that said, we have a tradition here. 
the post-credit beer crack. Let's go. Cheers. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. A little late on that one, Matt. Dave, don't judge me. But we will judge this movie. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn, the movie. DC, Girls United. Let's talk about it. Um, Before we get into it, I always make this one. I, I like to let the people have a fair, fair shot at it. If you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it with a clean state of mind, you should probably turn the podcast off now. I mean, don't ever tell me what I can't do ever. Not really. I mean, we're not going to give like major spoilers, but we're going to talk about certain scenes and yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know too many people that are going to be excited to go see this movie. To be quite honest, nobody's seen this movie. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, you know, if you want to be spoiled, cool. If not, whatever. I mean, regardless, you, sh- you should go and and grab one of these transmission India Pale Ales mm-hmm. from a uh, around guys. Grab grab a transmission, kick back, and watch the birds pray. If you want to sneak one of these into the theater when you see this movie, it's fine. Nobody's going to be there to rat you out. So I think the people working there probably have a couple of these just to get through the day, knowing this movie's out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's true. So um, let's just open up and just talk about like. Let me ask you, what was your overall reaction to it? So uh, I went into this movie with little to no expectations. Like I remember telling you last week, I was like, I have no desire to really see this movie at all. And then last weekend, I was like, Hey, Dave, you want to see it? So we, we went and we saw it, and I uh, I liked it. Like surprisingly, I liked it. I again, I went in with little to no expectations, and I left, and I was like. That was a decent movie. For two hours, I was entertained. It was a long movie. Yeah, I mean, it was. I as like a standalone, like it was pretty, pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty long. I liked it. I mean, we'll get into some of our more specifics later, but um, I thought overall the movie was great. I mean, not like great, but I thought it was good. You know. No, yeah, I I had to agree with you on that, and I, I will say that I had like zero expectation to go see this. And I, I, th- I think we decided to see this when we were, we were a few a few beers deep, probably, um, most likely, as like a standalone movie. It was, it was complete, and you know, like with with DC, you know, nothing really connects to each other anymore. So like, anyone that has knows nothing about the DC universe and Harley Quinn, the Joker, and mm-hmm. what happened to them, and all that kind of stuff, like they they explain it like very very well. Yeah. Like a general idea, especially since Jared Leto wasn't even in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought they could have used him, used him a little bit in it. He could have been in this, yeah. But I, I agree with what John wrote in the article, which you can check now on postcreditbrews.blogspot.com, that it might have been risky to keep the Joker in there, especially with the Joaquin Phoenix just winning the uh, mm-hmm. the role for Joker. Get confusing, yeah. But I, I thought for. A standalone DC movie, let alone one where the main character is a villain, I thought it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest criticism might be Harley Quinn's voice. It got it got a little sour after like the first like three minutes. No one gives two shits. She she's a good side character. She I, I think her headlining a movie it's, it can be kind of taxing. Well, that was like what I was worried about when I heard about this movie coming out was that like can she carry herself in a leading role like this yeah you know margot robbie's a great actress she's really good yeah i just think the character itself i'm just like i don't i don't know if i need to see that in a movie right yeah who are you guys you know like i i really think that this could have done better if it was like joker and harley and it was like a movie based about how yeah they got really got together Mm -hmm. and and it ended with them wanting to like have the same goal of uh, going after batman i thought that would be really cool that's an interesting point that you bring up because I remember a couple years ago, it was like they're gonna make a Birds of Prey movie, they're gonna make a Joker and Harley Quinn movie, they're gonna make a solo Joker movie, and it was just there was a million darts being thrown at the board, and um, I I don't know I guess this was the one that they wanted to make for Harley Quinn. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it a little later. I think this movie could have used Joker. I think he should have been in this movie. Oh yeah, but, but at, at the same time, we, 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 honestly, we could talk about it right now. I mean. I really think that, well, if if you had Jared Leto's Joker in there now with 
Joaquin Phoenix still being in, in the spotlight right now for mm-hmm. just winning an Oscar for his role as the Joker. I, I think you'd definitely get some fans that would turn on whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. It was like a separate thing, though. Like, the, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, I don't even think is in the same universe as this. Any of these movies. Like... Yeah, do you think they should do another Joker no. with Joaquin? Mm-mm. I think just keep it the way it is. Yeah. I I mean they're they're 100% going to make another Joker. I wouldn't I don't I don't want another a sequel to the Solo. The only time I want to see him dressed up as the Joker again is if he's going against Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be fine with seeing him in that. Yeah. And I I don't think it's going to happen. I I think I was reading that it's not going to happen at all that they just shut it down completely. They want to keep it separate. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I I like I said, I think so many of these comic movies, they try so hard to connect them that it's like when you see a solo movie like Joker, um, even Logan. Like, Logan's tough to try and put in that whole universe. It was it was good. Yeah, I was just going to bring up Logan. I was trying to think of something to compare it to, but Logan's a great example. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at Logan without going all too top, I mean, every time we talk about DC, we wind up comparing it to Marvel. But, like, Logan was rated R, and everything else was like PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and just the difference is night and day when you look at like all those films versus Logan. Yeah, yeah. No, it was um, it, it kind of set itself apart from everything else. Now, Dave, I'm gonna ask you a question. What was this movie rated? Birds of Prey. Yeah. Was was it rated R? It was. Yeah. You didn't question it throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Like, if I would have left this theater, and, like, if I forgot some of the F-bombs they dropped, like, I would have been like, that was 100% PG-13. Spectacular new! Well, I did notice that, that they did drop a lot of F-bombs in the movie. But I, 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 but I, you're you're right, though. Like, I wouldn't even bat an eye that it was rated R. Yeah. And I think that that's just, like, the the world that we live in now where like, everyone's just cursing off a storm. I guess. I don't, I, like, this didn't need to be rated R. This would have made more money if it wasn't rated R, I think. Yeah, I, I, I guess so, because it would just gravitate towards, like, a larger audience. Like, more people will, and, like, more teenagers will be going to see it in that yeah. kind, in that in that regard. But, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's something edgier about doing, like, a movie about villains and not having the violence that a villain should have, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I think it, I think the violence actually adds more depth to the characters in the movie. Yeah. You know? Like, you see... Well, let's just like jump into a little bit of the storyline right now. So this whole movie is based around Harley Quinzel and what and the fallout from her and the Joker's breakup, which was never shown on air. It was oh. just told as a narration, mm. which I thought was pretty piss poor, if you ask me. Oh yeah, and, and no, I, it's and, an animation, yeah. And was... we keep, yeah, st- yeah. It, it, you know what the animation remind me of? Remember huh. that show Nickelodeon, My Life as a Teenage Robot? Yeah. That's what that whole opening reminded me of. And I don't know why. Like I just the same animators. Yeah. It was probably the same animation style. That's probably like what I was what I was, what I was seeing. But yeah. like when I was That was such a cop out. Like show the joke. I don't know. It me was... and Mr. J, we broke up. <laughs> my heart market Robbie impression. I'm not gonna try that right <laughs> off but maybe later in the episode. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. That was kind of the more I thought of it, like that was kind of lazy. Yeah. Like I mean, without a doubt, I'm sure you signed Jared Leto for like a five picture deal. Oh yeah. You know? I don't know. And I think this this whole idea of like not including him is probably just their way of trying to sweep that whole deal under the rug. That maybe people just forget about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, if you paid him five movies, he's got he's got to do them. Yeah. Yeah why some of these actors don't like doing that you know you'd joaquin phoenix almost playing dr strange and he was just like nope and he's probably like shit i probably should have done that but also he's like well i just won an oscar he wasn't winning that did you see his oscar speech i did really little about the appreciation for the academy and the people that voted for him and Mm -hmm. even just the credit what he's doing he was very like political for, yeah but he it was sad when he's you saw he was trying to hold back tears the entire time especially when we saw did that quote from uh, his brother Rivers? His brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been reading a lot of stuff, and they've been talking how, like Joaquin Phoenix, you could tell when he does these interviews, he's like, you could tell he has a sense of like I'm living the life my brother should have had. 
Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, River Phoenix was good. I, I saw him in Stand By Me. I'm sure we all saw him in Stand oh, yeah. By Me. And then Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I, I didn't see some of the other stuff he did, but he was he was a good actor. Every episode, man. Let's pour out for Rivers. Yeah. Rest in peace. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. But back to Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I mean... What, can, can we jump into some of the side characters? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the standouts. Like Cassandra Kane, the younger girl. I thought she was good in it. Nothing special, but... They didn't really promote her that much. So when you, you saw her and you saw that character mm-hmm. unfold in the film, it was it was refreshing, you know? Yeah. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just... It's just some little kid. You didn't really expect her to be like a significant role in it. Big role. Yeah. 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 Um, Rosie Perez. She was okay. She was a cop. Oh, she played Renee. Uh... Is that her name? Renee something. Oh, yeah. She plays Renee Montoya. Good name. It's like she's a cop. It sounds, it sounds like the name you would give a cop. Yeah. In like the mm-hmm. Hispanic section of Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Or Gotham. <laughs> yeah but uh I, I thought she was a little underdeveloped yeah uh, like just watching her throughout this movie i i just kept trying to ask myself like what would you say you do here I, you know what like, I, who i questioned about that harley quinn and suicide squad i liked her in suicide squad like, she was good in it but i like questioned i was like you have this guy who's like this great sharpshooter you know this all these like mythical characters and then you have harley quinn like what is what's her purpose here yeah not i i i i I get what you're saying Mm -hmm. i just i I think like with suicide squad like we're kind of just jumping all all, all over the place with this episode but i think like suicide squad harley quinn and deadshot were really good in it Mm -hmm. but i i really just think it was it was dc's attempt at trying to be the guardians of the galaxy because that's like that's like when it just came out Mm -hmm. i i didn't really think about it like that until i saw what, uh, what John wrote on postgradbrews.blaskabot.com, which is now available. John's incredible review of the DCCU. Very good review. Uh, now, John's been doing some really good work on there. Um, a, a big layout of this episode is we're following a uh, recent article that he just wrote about the DCEU. So me and Dave are going to kind of continue giving our, our thoughts on this movie, but also we'll talk more about you know that movie. Yeah. But like I, like I was saying... I thought it was their attempt at uh, trying to be the Guardians of the Galaxy because it came out like at that time, mm-hmm. right around there. Yeah. It was almost like a panic. Like, oh shit! They're doing like 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 a, a goofy team up movie. We should probably do the same, but we don't have a team yet, so let's just get all the villains we can. Yeah, yeah. Let's get all like the B list characters. So, um, back to Birds of Prey though. Yeah. So, Black Canary. I oh, thought Black, she was good. I thought she was a standout in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I thought she was really good in this. I liked her in the show Arrow. They just went completely different with this version of Black Canary. But she was good. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is that like they really made her seem like she was ashamed of her powers. Like You saw her only see it like for 30 seconds, which was a really funny scene. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like They're trying to escape like their inevitable doom. So when they run out of am- ammunition to shoot against the people that are shooting at them, Black Canary just uses her, her, her sonic... Was it was it like a sonic boom? I don't the, know. A sonic airwave, whatever. Yeah. yeah, she just yells and like you know everyone's holding their ears because it, it hurts them. But Harley Quinn uses that that momentum as like a boost when she's on her rollerblades. Yeah, to... I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, not they didn't really focus on her powers too much. She was just like a cool character. She was a good fighter. Yeah. And then you only saw her use her powers like twice. The one where she like broke the glass at the club. And then the second, yeah, when she had to use it at the end. Yeah. But. I thought they really developed her character pretty well. Like you could definitely see she was feeling sympathetic toward th- something. She was kind of feeling like the tidal wave of what was going on mm-hmm. at other times. Yeah. yeah. Like, you could definitely tell that she had like a moral compass. Yeah. Like when, because like for a while she was like working as Ewan McGregor's driver who mm-hmm. plays um, Black Mask. Yeah. So he's be doing all this like bad stuff going around, and she's kind of like, "I'm just here for the money, but also like, mm-hmm. I think what you're doing is stupid." Yeah, yeah, which I think is important for these, yeah, for this movie. 
character. Well, it adds like a, a, a human element to a character that's supposed to be playing a villain. Mm-hmm. It's true. Was Black Hair, was was she a villain in the, in the comics? Or was she kind of one of those anti-heroes? I, straight up, I didn't know about Black Canary until I saw this movie. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really familiar with that character. What? Okay, fine, fine. I'm cool. I'm fine. <laughs> but, um, I guess she's, a, I don't know, all these, like, they're bad guys, they're anti-heroes, like, no one's really a bad guy anymore. I don't know. But, uh, who, oh, Huntress. I was a little underwhelmed by Huntress in this. Yeah, they built her up to be, like, like the... That character that that's lurking in the background, mm-hmm. you don't know much about her. Honestly, like when she started talking, she just seemed dumb. She seemed really, really dumb. You know? Yeah, I just underdeveloped. I don't know. Like I, I like how they they presented her whole backstory. How like her backstory was cool. She was part of the, uh, was it the the Bartonelli family? Is that what they were? Some big family, yeah. There was, there was, she was part of like that that big, the big uh, the big mob family in Gotham that was that was killed. Mm. But by, by was it by like Blackface's descendants or somewhat? Yeah, they the, might have been by by connections to Blackface. Let's yeah. put it that way. By connections to Blackface, mm-hmm. her whole vendetta was trying to. She had like a hit list. Yeah, yeah. To get back at the people that that murdered her family. Mm-hmm. And but, but Black Mask's like little like goon was one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her, I guess it was her interaction with the other birds of prey. She mm-hmm. just seemed dumb. Yeah, she seemed um, out of place. Yeah, just again, just underdeveloped. Like I didn't feel like they did much with her character. Um, well, they gave her a cool backstory, but not to be fair, they, they really didn't give a backstory to any anybody. In this, yeah. What about Montoya? I didn't get one of Montoya now. <laughs> Somewhat. I they, they gave these people backstories, but they just didn't go into them too much. Black Canary, they barely gave a backstory to. Yeah. You know? You're right. I didn't know anything about her. The one that, like I I was not a big fan of the the style that they presented the different storylines coming together. Because, like it would be one scene for like Harley has like a gun. You know, she's at the police station and she's got a gun to the uh to the cop's face. And and the the movie just pauses, and it would just be like her narrating like like a like a, a story that had nothing to do with what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was getting lost in translation a little bit, you know. They were so convincing in their argument. Yeah, I didn't mind it too much. There were points though where I was like, I was really enjoying the storyline, and then they had to jump back to like, all right, like this is going on with Huntress, you know. And I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. So. Was there any like scenes that like stuck out to you? Um, what stuck out to me in this one? I liked it when she was getting chased after she got that egg sandwich. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was just like it was like a million people coming after her. And I, I think that like her obsession with that egg sandwich, as crazy as it sounds, it was like the small little details that they that they incorporated into her character that that like you know they definitely. We're trying to stick true to the, to the comics. Mm-hmm. We're like something as simple as like an egg sandwich, which is like make her super super happy. Yeah, yeah, something like very dumb like that. And this is God speaking to us through food. Or like, I, or like when she she bought the hyena, which I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You you brought up to me that like that was actually from directly from the comics. Yeah, well, I, I remember like some of the cartoons I used to watch when I was younger. One of the movies like they had hyenas. Like I guess it just is like pets. I don't right. Know. So, like Harley Quinn, Joker. Um, you know what I saw, Dave? I saw an article today that I thought was one of the dumbest articles I've ever seen. Oh, yeah? And it was it was how to, how to make Harley Quinn's egg sandwich. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> egg, bacon, cheese. Like, what? Why, why do you need to know that? I don't know. You know what's funny? Um, I was listening to an interview with Margot Robbie. She was actually on, I think it was the Hot Ones you ever see that show, The Hot Ones, on YouTube? Eat wings. That's they a eat, great, the, eat the wings, that's a great yeah. Show. yeah. Well, I think she was mentioning that she actually has like an egg allergy. So she had to have a specific, specially made sandwich, mm-hmm. made made it from like a different, not, not not like a chicken egg, but like a different egg. Something. Yeah, okay. I forget which one it was, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, 
Okay. Sandwich looked good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be obsessed. I'm not. Shoes, I'm not really but... big on egg sandwiches. Yeah. I'm more of a, like a sizzly guy from Wawa. She um. Can I say something though in the movie? She recovered pretty well from that hangover. Like I felt like like three hours before that she was uh, all she over was, the place. Uh, she was struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing you know, she's just. When I'm hungover, I want an egg sandwich. I'm not going to lie. McDonald's is probably the best hangover for me. McDonald's is good hangover food. Thing is, you got to wait till 11 to get like some of the best stuff. Stop serving breakfast at 10.30. Ah, horse shit! Like, I like their sausage McGriddles. Um, I had their chicken McGriddle last weekend. Sausage McMuffin. Oh, yeah? It's good. No, but McDonald's is the best hangover food. For sure. I don't know what more I can say about this movie. Yeah, oh, we, we didn't even talk about Ewan McGregor. I uh, yeah. Let's talk about him. He was good. Ewan McGregor was a really he, he surprised me the most out of everybody in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He was he he was good in it. I I don't think I've ever seen him play a villain. You were right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. You didn't think Obi Wan Kenobi was a villain? Depends on how you see it. I didn't see him as a villain, but I could see how some people may. You have done that yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever side of the force you're on, I guess, right? Yeah. But what else has he really done besides like this and Fargo? I really haven't seen him in anything else. Um, Doctor Sleep. That's right. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. What am I saying? Yeah, reviewed that. Yeah, he was getting that. Yeah, he did a good job with that one. Um. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. They're making an Obi One show. He's gonna be in that. I hear that they just scrapped everything and they're just going to do it from scratch. Start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried that they were going to cancel it. Yeah. He was good in Fargo, though. I liked him in that. You see, I have to see... I've only seen half of season three of Fargo, so... I thought the kind of... The, the, the outline for it was kind of stupid. Like, they're obsessed... With, it's like the two twins that are obsessed with the stamps. Mm-hmm. Kind of stupid, in my opinion, but... He played both of them. Yeah. That tells you like, like how good of an actor you are. If you can play like two different personalities at the same time. Yeah. The one was just a low life. And the other was... Uh, it was a suit. Yeah. yeah he was just a classic guy. Um, I, I think our overall impressions of Birds of Prey are coming out indirectly by us talking about more movies and shows other than Birds of Prey doing our Birds of Prey review. No, I just forgot. I just made this realization. Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in Fargo, too. The same season that he was in. Who'd she play? And they were like a an item. Oh, were they? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have to go back and watch. I really you, forgot about it. Hugh McGregor played like a parole officer. and Well, the one twin was a parole officer. And uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was on his caseload. Ah, how about that? And they had like a relationship together. Jeez, how about that? Like, I, yeah, I, I had to yeah. like I, said, I, had, I had to go back and watch that. But I don't know if they had like uh, too much screen time together in this one. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, there's one thing I wanted to mention. Do you think so? In the movie Harley Quinn, she drunkenly drives a gasoline truck into the the Ace Chemical Plant where she, I guess the Harley Quinn character was was born. Yeah. To symbolize, like, she was officially done with the Joker. Do you think this movie, going as a standalone, was, like, their way of saying, we're not associated with with the Suicide Squad movie? Like, we're doing our own thing? I I could see that as, like, like a little symbolic kind of kind of thing. Maybe. I, I still see this connected to the Suicide Squad. Although, I was surprised to see there weren't too many connections to it. Like she didn't say like my friend Deadshot or or something like that in this. Yeah, and like they remind me of the Joaquin Phoenix Joker in in a sense that they really didn't mention a lot of yeah like a lot of DC things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the whole Thomas Wayne thing and and they mentioned Gotham, but like now that you, you at least I mean Batman's live and active supposedly during all of this. Like where was he when Ace Chemical went down? Yeah, yeah. Pizza 
Where are you going, Master? For a drink. So, Dave, what do you think of this beer? Flavors mingling in a seductive pas de deux. It's an IPA, you know. You get you get that get that right away when you when you take a sip of it. I like the name. Transmission. Transmission. And then the artwork is just a guy like looking up at the sky or something. Yeah, it's pretty cool the the artwork. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 got our our protagonist. He's not wearing any shoes. Kind of like like he was just smoking the good good, and he's he might have been. Is he wearing headphones because it's got like like radio waves that go up 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 into the sky and then transmissions at the top of it? Maybe. I don't see any headphones on him. Honestly, I never heard of Round Guys Brewing Company before. Me neither. Like I said, it's pretty close to here. It's in Lansdale. Lansdale, yeah. Um, this place has everything. Kufa hats, congas, MTV's Dan Cortez. I want to go there. Let's talk about the uh, the taste texture of it. Like, What do you taste when you take a sip of it? It's hoppy, but it's not super hoppy. It's not like wildly hoppy, but I think it's good. There's certain like, IPAs you that like, you... It's a craft. There's certain, there's certain IPAs that you drink... And if you're not a fan of them, you'll, you'll just put it down. I don't like IPAs. I'm not a big fan of them. And what do you this, think of this one? I, I can still sip it, you know? Yeah. Still not bad. I can't throw these back at all, but, yeah. you know. What's the alcohol content on here? The can they give you is a, is a one pint. So it's a hefty amount that you have to drink when you get these. Bigger. I don't know what the content is, but. I give this. Or is that a five? Yeah, out of five brews. Four out of five brews. I would give this. It's better than Baby Bob. You didn't. Let, you didn't like the Baby Bob last week. I did not. No. How many brews is getting for me, Dave? Three and a half. I'll give it three and a half. All right. I gotta find. I wanna find what the alcohol content is. By law, they had to put it on there. I usually like to give the alcohol content, but it doesn't appear to be on, on the can. Well, they should put that on the box! It's kind of breaking the law on this one. But it doesn't doesn't taste like it's a heavy beer, like al- alcohol content-wise. No. Yeah, it doesn't... Not super heavy like some of these IPAs and stuff you might see. Yeah, it's got a brisk aftertaste. Um, don't drink and drive when... You know... We we give the warning every week. There's so many other options out there. Be safe. Be responsible. Be listening to post credit brews. Mic drop. Yes, go out try this beer. It's tasty. If you have any, if anybody has any, any other beers out there that you would like us to try, leave a comment. Social media. This episode. We're running out of ideas to, of beers to try, so we gotta. We guys are getting some new ideas out there. Send us beers. Yours truly, Matt and Dave. Welcome back to Post Better Brews with Matt and Dave. There, there, there's not much else that we can really say about Birds of Prey. I mean, it's a DC movie. It's a solo villain, villain-based movie. I think it was just their way. Of uh, putting a, the the feminist go girl power kind of spin on a lot of things. I I didn't think this movie beat you over the head with it though. I thought it was fine. Like it it didn't. But I like. Can I tell you something? Like Captain Marvel, it was so shoehorned into that movie. Like it, it didn't have anything to do with the story. I felt. Um, but like I didn't think this movie beat you over the head with it. I don't know. I think. For for so out of place that this movie is, like if it, if this was really gonna like be like a story that was gonna connect to Suicide Squad, it would have been done a year later. It's been like what four or five years since Suicide Squad came out. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it was just like DC's way of saying like, all right, we gotta we gotta make like a female lead movie because we have to, which is a a t- terrible way of thinking about it because. Wonder Woman was incredible. It was probably mm-hmm. one of the best DC movies. That's a female-led movie. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so many others that are out there that, that you can, like, not as a comic movie, but also that's a female-led movie. Aliens. Terminator 2. What was that one with the... Uh, 
Amy Adams. She she made con was a contact? Arrival. Arrival, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now there there's good movies out there. Yeah. Female led movies. I'm surprised they haven't made the like, the Lois Lane solo movie. I'd actually be kind of interested in that. I like her as Lois Lane. Yeah. I, I mean, they're giving her crap to work with, but I like her as Lois Lane. She looks good in the new movie that's, that's coming out with her. Yeah. The one where she's like paranoid or something. Yeah. She's got some kind of phobia where she can't leave the house and she sees her neighbor getting uh, murdered or assaulted and no one believes her because of, like I guess, like the whatever medicine she's on causes a hallucination. So... Everyone's thinking it's just inside her head, but it's really mm. not. Or you're, you're led to believe that. She looks good in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many breweries would you get Birds of Prey? Two. I'd give it three. Three. Yeah. Three out of five brews. Two. You see, you see, you see it, 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 not connecting to anything, just brings it down to me. How would you have liked to have seen this connect more? Like, what would you have liked to have seen? Like I mentioned, I would have liked to see Joker. I, if you mentioned, you mentioned again, I would have liked to see her like mention like the Suicide Squad that she was a part of. Mm-hmm. Maybe make reference to the Batman, like just like be there, like yeah. Well, you know, what was interesting was the whole. Um, remember at the end of Suicide Squad, Joker breaks her out. Yeah, they like right after that, like whatever when they broke out, I think that's when they they broke up, like or after that. This bird is baked. You have no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So birds of prey. Okay. Dave two, me three. So let's jump into the the article that John wrote, talking about all the DC movies, and uh, we'll we'll briefly go through each one, Dave. Um. There's a few movies on there, so let's start with Man of Steel. What did you think of this one? I liked it. I did like Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I was excited when it came out. It, it seemed like that was going to be their their stomach ground. That was going to be their their base to start their their cinematic universe. You got to see his whole character come together, really develop them, his relationship with his parents, which was like really big. I didn't really never expected it to be that big, but it was a really big part of it. They did a really good job with it. I thought. I thought his relationship with Cla- or, uh, Pa Kent, yeah, you know, Kevin Costner, yeah. I thought um, they established that really well. I felt like it. A lot of what he learned from him, you know, turned into him being like Superman. I, Russell Crowe was great in this. I thought. Yeah. Um, I thought Zai was a little underdeveloped. It's like you just saw him, and he was just like. He looks evil, so he must he must be the villain. I mean, it's Michael Shannon. Right? Any any role he's gonna do, he's gonna look like he wants to kill someone. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that is the sole purpose for which I was born. Um, no, I, I like this movie. The only thing with this movie, and I remember watching it, like toward the end, I was just like, they are just annihilating this entire city, <laughs> and I, I we'll, we'll touch that a little later with. Batman v Superman, but like, I remember sitting there and I was like, "How do you come back from this?" Like, they are just like roasting this city. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, and correct me if I'm wrong, they had a, a lot of subliminal advertising throughout the entire destruction too. So like, you'd see like a Dunkin' Donuts be killed. I mean, Seven Eleven was big. Seven Eleven was destroyed. Dunkin' Donuts was destroyed. Starbucks. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of top brand names were were just crumb went to the ground but like they made sure that you saw them there's a lot of irony in that it's like sponsor our product but also like destroy it in the process <laughs> right <laughs> we're gonna pay you x amount of dollars to have a building with our poster on it be destroyed yeah yeah oh that was the takeaway though but yeah not overall I, I thought this was a great start i was really excited to see what else they were going to do with it i think henry this was the best Henry Cavill was as Superman. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. And uh, it's a shame because I don't think we're going to see him as Superman again. I know. He's done. Yeah. Who would you get to, repl- to be the new Superman if they were to try to revive this? New Superman. I don't even know how to answer that. 
I couldn't give you an answer right now. I don't no, know who yeah. else, I don't know who else could do it. Yeah. The DCEU I think is riding on how well the Batman does. Yeah. I think they're going to use the Batman to really kind of like jumpstart the entire DCEU. Which is a shame because I think they've really picked up some momentum with Wonder Woman and uh well that's why I didn't want to see Birds of Prey because it's like if they're going to just redo everything with the Robert Pattinson and Batman like what's the point of Birds of Prey? What's the point of Wonder Woman 85? Yeah. Aquaman, what's the point of it? Well, my thing is, I think they're going to find a way to make those work. Like, we like Wonder Woman. I personally did not like Aquaman. I don't know how you felt about it. Uh, there was parts that were good, but it was a movie mostly un- underwater with terrible CGI, yeah. so... I See, I didn't hate Aquaman, but I don't think you should throw it away. Like, I think Jason Momoa is really good as a character. Yeah. Yeah, he no, he was he was good. Um, I, I agree. Aquaman wasn't great. William Dafoe in Aquaman was incredible. The king is risen. He should have uh, won an Oscar for that. He was nominated last year, but for Aquaman? No, for I forget what the movie was called. He what? played Vincent Van Gogh. What's that one Disney one that he was in? Was it John Cross or something like that? John Carter. John he, Carter. That's a good movie. I never seen it. Yeah, it was very underrated. I thought. Um, In spite of everything you've done for them, eventually they will hate you. What are we talking about, Dave? We were talking. We about, talked about five different DC movies. We were talking about. We were mostly talking about. Um, we just finished Man, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. But I think with this whole like, you were talking about the uh, the destruction of of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good transition into. Batman vs Superman and the article that that John wrote because John made a really really good point in saying that introducing Batman into the universe as despising Superman for all this this destruction yeah it cr- definitely cr- it was a great way to introduce him mm-hmm. it created this uh this pre existing tension between Batman and Superman mm-hmm. before they even knew each other yeah I I love the opening for and Batman. it's a, like a, a struggle for power before yeah. they even met each other. Mm-hmm. That whole, that whole opening for Batman versus Superman, with him just seeing the city being destroyed, like what's he gonna do? Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, and uh, I, I thought he was great as Batman. Ben Affleck was really good as Batman. They didn't give him much to work with, but I thought he was good. I I think a solo Batman movie with Ben Affleck might have helped it, but John also made a good point too. Is like I think Zack Snyder. And- in trying to make this a sequel to Man of Steel, focus a lot on Batman. But mm-hmm. like you know, this is the first time you're seeing him. You didn't like introduce him in, into a sequel. You're not really. You didn't get his own individual solo film. So yeah, this the anger or and like care that he has for the city and the people in it. You don't know about because you didn't see anything, see it beforehand. Yeah, yeah you weren't familiar with it or anything. Like I feel like if you saw a, a solo movie where like you saw that he does what he does because he cares about other people, just I mean, obviously it's about the vengeance for for his parents, but what fueled it. But like he's generally a good person, and he sees that when people get hurt, he gets them mad. You could definitely see that when he does. That great acting of him being furious when he sees that city being destroyed, mm-hmm. you can feel the death of it. That that was the one thing that was lacking with the the Ben Affleck uh, Batman, in my opinion, was just like like depth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, I think that goes into it where like I feel like you have a connection with these characters when you see them in their solo movies before they team up with such and such. You know, and I mean, at the end of this movie, you knew he was teaming up with Superman, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, like, when, you, when they did the Avengers, they had all the solo films. So, you knew that Captain America was a man of honor. Iron Man just beat to his own beat to his own drum. Mm-hmm. Thor was just kind of there. And they brought all those personalities together in the, in the, in the, uh, the first Avengers movie where it wasn't just a perfect team matchup. Like, they... They fought a lot with each other. There was a lot of tension and and feud and stuff like that, you know? Can I say something? I remember watching Birds of Prey, and I was like, 
this all started with the Avengers. Because I feel like with all these movies, whether it's Birds of Prey or Justice League or um, I don't even know what other movie. But, like, there's always that, like, I hate you. I'm going to argue with you. I'm angry at you. But we all have to come together to fight this, like, you know, big bad guy. And that was the thing in Birds and of Prey. The Avengers that, like, just did it so well. You know what I'm saying? That was the thing with Birds of Prey. It was, like, in the final scene when they're all trapped in that in that fun house because they're all out there trying to attack each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, we're stuck here and we're going to die, so we should work together. Yeah. Like, and they all just got along like the blink of an eye. You have to earn it. Oh yeah. And they, I, I felt like they didn't really earn it too much in Birds of Prey. And then like right after they get free, like they're singing fucking kumbaya and they're having like mar- margaritas at, at a diner. Tacos. Have yeah. you ever seen a, a diner had served margaritas before? Maybe this one did. I don't know. Oh, the, they were sitting in a diner at the end of it. Yeah. And then she came with margaritas. I don't know. What's the line you like in that? Ah, uh, with the burrito, I was like, yeah. be... that was another thing that really aggravated me about this movie, and that the whole thing, the whole movie kind of revolved around the uh, the secrets to the this mob family that was encrypted inside of a a diamond that this punk kid eats. It wasn't like in food or anything. Like she stole it, got it was in the back of a car and just swallowed it. So the majority of the movie is. Harley Quinn trying to figure out how this girl's going to shit it out. That's disgusting. We just want the hat back. <laughs> right? Uh, no. I, I they, was... go, they go to the food store. They buy laxatives. Yeah. They She duct tapes her to a toilet. It's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's just so stupid. Yeah. I... Should we get back to our DC talk? Yeah, yeah, we kind of like got off track a little bit. Um, what do you think of Lex Luthor in this? Jesse Eisenberg is getting a lot of shit for for the role. I didn't hate him. Like when I first saw, it, I was like, "This is stupid." But like, if you go back and you watch like, all the scenes with with him, it, the crazy aspect of him is really brought out really well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought he played just being like this crazy rich kid pretty well um i you know what i always thought heard this theory of people hating him as lex luther so much that they were going to retcon it and guess what actor they were going to get to play his dad who brian cranston really fan theory like these are the fans saying this nothing you know by executives or anything but um, Brian well, Cranston would have played a great Lex Luthor. He been good, but I think they were trying to go for the young. You know, yeah. they they wanted him to be a little younger. What do you think of Spacey doing it? We're not going to talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> not on this one. Um, he was okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I wasn't crazy about Jesse Eisenberg in this though. I don't know. Didn't do it for me. Well, like, for a lot of the movie, like, if you didn't, like, know, like, that he was playing Lex Luthor ahead of time, it'd be kind of hard to, like, point him out in a room. Yeah. Without without someone explicitly saying, that's Lex Luthor over there. Well, they gave him, like, a crazy haircut and this and, and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's just... Like, why can't movies develop the villain anymore? Like, what what happened to the art of writing? Dude, the, some of these movies got to be made so quick. That's where they make shortcuts, you know? Yeah, but, like, what? the solution is write the movie, write the whole thing out, and then start producing it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I always feel like Lex Luthor... Kind of like Zod and Man of Steel. I keep bringing this analogy up. It's the the kid that in school that has it as homework due the night and starts it the night before. It's <laughs> a good point. Underdeveloped. Too many plot holes. 
lack of depth, lack of emotion. Like, for example, in, in the Batman vs. Superman, Lex Luthor kept bringing up him and his father, but, like, did we ever see a scene where, like, you see you see him as a kid and his father, like, verbally abuses him, berates him? No. Ruins his emotional core to to mess with this psyche that turns him into madness and to see, see the, to see the see the world that's in front of him so disgusted to him that that he just wants nothing but just revenge on everybody you don't see that no you don't yeah i wasn't crazy about lex Luthor in this i don't know just me yeah yeah uh do we even need to bring up the martha thing I don't even think we need to talk about it. All we have to say is we did not like the Martha comment in this. Shut up, mom. And with that said, Suicide Squad. Do you, do you think the uh, the Snyder Cut has Martha in it? Has the Martha line in it? Well, I, the Snyder Cut's more for Justice League. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, so Donald Justice was all Zack Snyder. Yep. Yeah. Oh, then for, forget my... Some kind of justification for you that. Can, you can cut it out. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Um, Suicide Squad, bad movie. Bad movie all around. Positives. Will Smith is Deadshot. I thought he was good. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. I thought she, she was, was good. She was great. Jai Courtney, surprisingly good in this. He does a lot of shit movies, but he's Captain Boomerang. Yeah. This movie though was complete shit. I don't get what the end game was besides it just trying to be the DC version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like what were they what were they expecting to achieve from this? Guardians of the Galaxy money. Yeah, and I think they spent half it on getting Batman in two flashback scenes that you barely even saw him in. Ben Affleck got billed for it, I'm pretty sure too. You know? That's what I'm saying though, that they spent so much money getting Ben Affleck to do like maybe Maybe four minutes of screen time. Yeah. The entire movie. Wasn't anything. Yeah. And it might have even been a stunt double, honestly, besides the scene where he's talking about Deadstroke or I'm Deadshot. Sure. Yeah. Forgot about that scene. Um Uh Yeah, not nah, bad movie. It was like a music video. Every two seconds a pop song was playing or a rap song. It jumped point that that out very well in the in the uh, the article on, on postgrowthbrews.blogspot.com Enchantress was horrible it's a good plot Enchantress was the worst part of the movie yeah Enchantress ruined the movie for me and I think and I think it's when she like she goes completely rogue and like her voice changes like why did you change her voice she goes in the subway starts manipulating people in there well I'll talk about like when like she's in like toward the end when like she starts having like mid seizures just sitting there and she's just shaking like crazy you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> I was more concerned than anything. Like, is, it, is, is she, she okay? Right? Is she okay? Is she sick? Is she okay? Maybe she has the coronavirus. Let's not joke about that here. Dude. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Knock it off. Um, as you just cracked the corona. I like coronas. Every time Enchantress twitches, a Corona gets its line. <laughs> proud <of> that one. <laughs> oh, Enchantress sucked in this, though. What a bad villain. You, you know what pissed me off with this movie? This movie was set up as, like, Joker being the big bad. And he was in it for two seconds. Yeah, he was in it for, like, two seconds. T- say what you want about like the uh, the look and design of the Joker in this one. I personally was not a big fan of it, of it at all. He just wasn't even written real well. Yeah, and like you just mentioned, he wasn't in it a lot. They had to do something different. So the so the piss poor writing was brought out more in the fact that you didn't see him on screen at all. Because I think what you have to understand is he was coming off of Heath Ledger's Joker, so he had to do something different. I know that that 
that's nothing to do with it. That was like what over ten years. Eight. Eight years. Close, but like, I see what you're saying. You're, though. you're going on like close to close to a decade. Like, it's time to move on. But I think that's what they were trying to do. I think he was trying to do something different with the Joker, make him like a steampunk Joker, and it was just like, it didn't work for me. Tattoos, you know. That's like a perfect point. It's like he's got all these tattoos, which you don't like. Different versions of the Joker can express themselves, but it's why do you have these tattoos on your face? Like, is there a backstory to it? Maybe. At least with Heath Ledger's, it was like, you know how I got these scars, and he told you a couple stories. Whether you're, they're true or not, that's for you to dispense reality and make your own assumptions because that's what a good movie does. It leaves you to believe what you want to believe about it. This movie forced you to say, this is the Joker, and without telling you he's bad, he's evil. He's super evil. He's the worst thing ever. And you could tell, and you're supposed to know that just by him walking into a room wearing a bright purple jacket. You want to know how I got these tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> I went to a parlor. <laughs> Tattoo artist was a fiend. <laughs> oh. um, it's going to hurt you really, really badly. <laughs> What would you do if Joker walked into your work? The, the, Jared, he, Leto the Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably, I would look at the person to my left, look to the person to my right, and I'd look at him and I'd say, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> what if Joaquin Phoenix's Joker walked into your work? I wouldn't see him, but when he walks in the office, I'd probably be dead already. <laughs> and Heath Ledger's Joker. Who's winning a fight between these guys? Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix. Who's winning the fight between the three Jokers? It um, Joaquin. Maybe I I don't know. I think Heath Ledger's might put up a fight. But you see, with, with Joaquin's. Let, let, let me. He's unpredictable. Let me let me roll back. That's just how he starts out. You don't see what he's capable of doing after that. At least with the Heath Ledger and the Jared Leto ones, you've seen a fully developed Joker. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean that's that's art that's debatable. But you've seen it someone that's that in their mindset fully knows what they're doing and what their ambitions are. I feel that. Yeah, and I think the Joaquin one. I mean, like we talked about this in our first episode of, of a post-credit bruise. This podcast is the Joker, which is check it out. It's it's some good stuff on there. We talked about how it's the first episode. Yeah, it's what guys going. They talked. We talked about how they really harped on the mental instability aspect of the Joker, which I still I still t- will keep saying was a really, really intriguing way to, to go about it. Yeah. I agree with that. No, I... It was a very bold for a comic book movie to do that. I thought it was cool. And they just... I think the, it paid off for them. And look at the public reception from it. Yeah. People like it. People like, like public critically, like, did very well. Yeah. You see, like, how movies like, like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker did. How it developed the character and told a good story didn't leave too many plot holes and that's everything that Suicide Squad did not do and that that's why it's getting such negative reviews but what, what goes after what was after Suicide Squad Wonder Woman we like Wonder Woman yeah I did like Wonder Woman a lot mm-hmm. it was enjoyable it was um, it was good I like her as Wonder Woman I think Gal Gadot plays it well yeah, now she now she was almost perfect for the role. Yeah. Was she necessary in Dawn of Justice? I didn't think so. No. What did you think? Well, she kind of just showed up and I mean besides like having like just that the the badass music introducer and 
there's nothing else that really like it was she's got a good theme song yeah it, that it's cool it's like a heavy guitar riff. yeah it's really cool it just seemed like filibuster it was like they they forgot the well we forgot to write some 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 backstory to to batman so let's just put in wonder woman to fill the void yeah let's introduce her you know um yeah she was she horned into that one for sure but, but in this solo so one weird. in this solo one i think this movie stands out from the other dc movies solely because of how her origin was a big part of all all of it they spent a lot of time on like on how she became wonder woman Mm-hmm. Which in the end I think was really beneficial. In her solo, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree. They gave her a good backstory. You saw her mom. They explained the, um, you know, the world she comes from, Themyscira. I think it's called. Is that what it's called? I forget. Themyscira. I think it is. Yeah. Um. And then, I mean, they did a great job setting it in World War One. I. I thought that was cool. Yeah, not a lot of movies. You don't see World War One get represented in a lot of uh, movies and stuff like that. Not as much. I, not much to say. The, the end of this movie I thought was pretty dumb. Horrible CGI. Bad villain. But the entire movie, it's one of the DCU's best. Yeah. And then we jump into one of the DCU's worst. Justice League. Yeah, Justice League was bad. Ugh. What a, what a horrible, like, just, I don't even know what to describe this movie as. Just a bad movie. I've heard this movie described as a Frankenstein's monster of a movie. A Frankenstein's version of a movie? Like a monster. Like oh, a, Frankenstein's a monster. Because you had Zack Snyder directing it originally. And then Josh Whedon came in and helped polish it up I, I don't know but this movie's bad real bad you ever see the meme of where it's like a bunch of kids that are making like these elaborate like cake sculptures mm-hmm. and they all look really really cool and then you get to look like, at the one she's finishing up really last minute and she's putting this arch on like a castle that's made out of cake yeah. but when the judges come to judge it I guess there's too much weight on it on hers oh. and the Thing just falls over so slowly and you just see her face just like start to cry that's what justice league reminds me of yeah had potential man and it just fell apart it was bad um john makes some good points on the article too i would say john what does he talk about um not much that we that we've already talked about just not a good movie we don't even need to talk about it too much yeah i mean remember how bad henry cavill's mustache was in this Oh, that was one of the worst cinematic flops ever. I'm so glad he was such a good villain in that Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, but he was kind of forgettable, too. I forgot he was even in that movie. Mission Impossible? Yeah. Oh, he was such a good villain. He didn't need a mustache in it, but he was a good villain. For 2017, that was horrible CGI. It was really bad. Yeah. I hated... The flash in it. Uh, see, I don't mind this flash. I don't, I don't mind him. The as flash. suit, the suit is horrible. But you, you know what I think is a good thing to point out is you watch the Flash show. I don't. Oh yeah, that Grant Gustin mm-hmm. does a great job at doing the Flash. You really like him as Flash. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Which is, I, I really wish DC could just stick to TV in that regard. Like, like use the Grant Gustin one because if you, it would give you a reason to watch the show, but also. The show develops the characters you don't want to give solo movies to. Mm-hmm. You know, gives you more time with them. Yeah, because I had no idea who this like who what was Ezra Miller's version of it. It was like he just showed up. He showed up in a lot. Batman, Superman, Justice League. He was in Suicide Squad. Yeah, for, for someone two doesn't it doesn't have a his own individual movie. Like, what is he? Is he gonna be like the like the the Black Widow? As, as until like recently, did she you just, like to see him as Black Widow? Ezra Miller? Yeah. No, but I was just saying like in like before Black Widow was announced, like Ezra Miller 
Miller's Flash was kind of like the the Black Widow of DC. He's just kind of there. He just He's shows just up. There. Just shows up, fights and leaves. If we need him for a uh, solo, you know. Uh, and then let's jump into Aquaman, Dave. What would you think of this one? I, I don't know. It, I didn't hate it, but I, I couldn't take it seriously. Like, but the it'd be all underwater. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't the CGI was kind of kind of shitty. If you ask me, CGI was bad. Yeah, it wasn't great. CGI. I think what the scene that stand out the most with how bad it was is when they panned to the crowd during like the, I guess like the underwater like fight that they have. Mm-hmm. It just panned to like the the crowd that's watching them duel. I think that that. What the way they presented it, it just looked horrible. Yeah, wasn't good CGI. I like him as Aquaman a lot, though. He's good as Aquaman. Yeah, they're doing something different with it. Um, they they gave him just the right amount of backstory that you could understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. John liked this a lot more than us. I think from the on the website you could tell he goes into detail about a couple of certain things that, like I said. The movie's kind of forgettable to me. I don't remember much that happened in it. Yeah, I don't remember much. I remember William Defoe. That's what I remember from this movie. The king has risen. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, William Defoe was good in this. Um, Shazam. I haven't finished it. I like it a lot, though, from what I've seen of it. I Dave's still got to see it. Yeah, I still got to. Oh, no! Shut up! This has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. Thanks for listening. (laughs)